Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. Uh, Today, in this episode, Lisa and I are going to have a conversation around uh, emotional intimacy. And often when either Lisa or or I use that phrase, uh, the next phrase or even question that's asked is, what's that? So uh, emotional intimacy, uh, what's that is uh, the topic of our and theme of our conversation in this episode. Before we continue or as we continue, uh, we've often received emails around uh, who are we and what is the Reconnect Institute and Uh, Just briefly, uh, if you'd like further information about us or about what we offer, uh, we can be found at thereconnectinstitute.com. But basically, Lisa and I started the Reconnect Institute uh, about, I think, maybe a a year ago. And it really is about uh, equipping couples uh, in their marriage uh, to cultivate connection, uh, to grow in intimacy, to grow in hope, to grow in healing. And we offer workshops uh, both in person. Uh, we, we did just release our online workshop a few months ago. So if you'd like further information or additional resources, we just want to uh, let you know of that and make you aware of that. I, I, I wanted to respond to the e- numerous emails that we do receive uh, and just say again that most of that information can be found there. So again, thank you for joining us uh, in this episode, Emotional Intimacy. What's that? I also like to think about it as emotional presence. I think there's two ways to kind of define it. Mm-hmm. And I think the first way is maybe just being present with our emotions. And and then we build toward emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we've talked a bit before, when we use the word intimacy, basically we're saying uh, we're defining it as, which is how it is defined, it's to make known. So we are making something about ourselves known uh, in the emotional experience. Now, for a lot of couples that, that I work with clinically, therapeutically, when we maybe do uh, in-person work or intensive work, this is a common, unfortunate uh, place or experience for, for many, if not most of us, if not all of us at some point in our marriage, that we struggle to connect emotionally. That's just a, it's a common experience and for those of you listening, uh, maybe you're nodding your head saying, yes, uh, that's true for us. And, and, or maybe you said, well, we, we, that, that might be true. We, maybe that's part of some of our disconnect. We're not even aware of it. So sometimes for couples, uh, and this is true for Lisa and I, we struggle, uh, when there's a lack of emotional intimacy for whatever reason. And, and there's so many contributing variables to that, uh, logistics, time, schedules, work, children if you have them, family, uh, all kinds of what we might say variables or influences uh, on our emotional intimacy, on our emotional connection. So for many of, again, I hope you hear this, that this is a common experience. It doesn't imply or say there's something wrong with us. It's just a natural part of being married is that sometimes we lose emotional connection. We lose emotional intimacy. And, and part of my work and part of our conversation in this moment and this time with you, those of you listening, is to talk about ways in which we might offer hope around, around what does cultivating an emotional intimacy look like and sound like and what, is it, what does it be like? Uh, 
Because again, that question, when we say part of what might be missing in our marriage sometimes is emotional intimacy, people again will often ask that question, what's that? Yeah. And I think, um, there can be a resistance to it as well. For me, I, I think maybe often there's one person out of the couple that that it maybe is a little bit more difficult or harder to get to, mm-hmm. that emotional place. Um, and in our marriage, it was for me, I think, more than you. I mean, mm-hmm. both of us a little bit, but from our from, from my... Again, story. I, from my story, mm-hmm. yeah. My narrative growing up, um, emotions were not really highlighted. They weren't really paid attention to. Um, too much emotion was, you know, either you're too sensitive or too much or yeah, Mm -hmm. just too much. We're paying too much attention to that. We need to get, you know, back to getting what we need to get done or whatever it is. So for, for me, emotions were a little bit unknown. So they were a little bit, I, I was hesitant, I think. And so I was, it was more difficult for me to be present with my emotions and with your emotions. And so I think that was a little bit of a barrier for, mm-hmm. for a lot of years until mm-hmm. we realized, you know, there are ways to cultivate that and, and to have the desire to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think for many of us, like what you just shared is helpful because it, and this is true for so many, so many of us that, that at times the emotional expression is often just maybe wasn't that wasn't modeled for us or, it wasn't part of uh, the language, quote unquote, language in our family growing up. It was emotion was off limits, or it was okay to feel maybe happy or joyful or something what we might call quote unquote good, but uh, it, it wasn't okay to feel something other than that, whether that's disappointment, frustration, etc. So, what 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 we're highlighting again is a, a, we we want. Uh, to invite ourselves, but also those of you listening, is is how was emotion expressed, uh, and or was it hidden? Was it not a part of the language? Was it not part of the relational dynamic uh, in your family in your story? Because that again is so important for us that we pay attention to how our own story impacts the way we engage emotionally, particularly in our marriage. When I when I also think of emotional intimacy. Uh, I think of it in, in a couple of other realms, meaning that intimacy, yes, there's sexual intimacy, physical intimacy, that's maybe one category. There's there's what we might also refer to as spiritual intimacy, uh, the ways in which we might connect spiritually, and then the emotional intimacy. So there's three, I think, primary categories of intimacy uh, that we offer and experience one another with one another in our marriage. Also within the physical intimacy, that that's where we would also include play. Uh, that that actually sex is a form of play, and we'll you know, we'll spend some time uh, soon talking about that area. Not this time, <laughs> Not this time. unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but but we want to highlight that that they're all they they go hand in hand. Uh, they're not distinctly different. That one influences the other. Uh, that that the way in which we connect emotionally, of course, impacts the way we connect sexually, physically. Uh, the way we connect spiritually, of course, impacts the way we might connect emotionally. So, we want to highlight that those are three distinct, but also not uh, at the same time. That they are different, but there's but they're similar in the ways they impact and influence one another. So. 
emotional intimacy, what's that? Part of where we would continue this conversation is to highlight, I, I think, the bedrock uh, foundation of emotional intimacy. When a couple or someone asks that question, I would start with the word, we start with the word curiosity. That curiosity is the foundation of how we connect emotionally. That without curiosity, without sometimes intentional curiosity, I would say at times that's where the emotional intimacy um, bank, we could even refer to it as that, uh, it, it, it's, it's in red. It, it, there, there's nothing to draw from with one another. So curiosity uh, is, I would say, that the antibiotic uh, of moments, days, months, years, at times of emotional disconnection, that, that we invite ourselves to be curious uh, with one another, toward one another, toward one another, uh, when when we are aware that either for one another or for the other, there is some experience of emotion that's either being offered and or hidden and or not expressed. Yeah, I think um, I was, I've been pretty ambivalent around emotion. I think I noticed early on in our marriage that. You know, I had a desire for just that sense of intimacy, mm-hmm. of connection that I couldn't really put my finger on. It just seemed like, you know, how do we how do we become closer? How do we how do we cultivate that? And it just seemed like it was difficult to do for me. And so in some ways it seems confusing when we when we aren't that in touch with our feelings and it's hard to share with one another. And then as, as I learned more about it and I learned about my ambivalence and my family of origin and some of the things that I was raised with that, um, that, you know, emotions were a little bit off limits or, you know, you're complaining or, you know, um, and then when I learned about getting more in touch with those feelings that are harder to feel, you know, like sadness and hurt, Mm -hmm. for example, are just something that we, you know, it's just counterintuitive. We don't, we don't want to spend a lot of time in those areas. And yet those are the areas when we do spend time and we do sit with one another in those particular, you know, emotions, mm-hmm. um, is where the emotional intimacy grows. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can be a little counterintuitive for, intuitive for some of us. <laughs> it can. And it was counterintuitive even this evening, uh, before we came on to this recording, uh, we, I think we both had somewhat of a difficult day. Uh, there was a difficult interaction uh, w- with a close friend. There's for me, there was a difficult interaction uh, with one of our children. And I, I th- like, I think when we sat down, there, there was a, a moment, maybe we both were aware of, hmm, I wonder if this is one of those moments where we want to be curious about the other. And I, I think I even asked you something and, what, I don't remember what I asked, but you were, basically you said, uh, not that you said leave me alone, but you said it was kind of off limits, or I don't really want to talk about it, or, and and sometimes I think that's actually helpful when we're aware of I'm not quite ready to talk about something, but at least there's an invitation, mm-hmm. and that's a key part uh, of curiosity. Is curiosity implies invitation? Uh, it it doesn't require anything. Curiosity doesn't demand. Curiosity is 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 an invitation, and curiosity sounds something like you seem, or 
um, do, do you want to check in or, uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure what's happening, but you, you seem a little short or you seem a little quiet. You, you seem a little frustrated. Th those are offerings. Those are invitations. That's what, that's what curiosity sounds like and looks like. It invites, but doesn't demand. It invites, but doesn't require. Uh, and I think that's part of the, mm, the redo sometimes in our emotional intimacy is, is to remember and to be intentional that it's an invitation to connect emotionally. It's not a demand. And sometimes we don't know what we feel. Sometimes we don't know what it is that we're experiencing. That's okay. I think sometimes we, we might even have judgment toward ourselves. Like, I'm not sure. I don't know what's wrong. And, but in the invitation, I think it communicates there's space. There's, there's time at some point to maybe share, reveal what it is that actually we might be struggling with. Mm -hmm. For me, I think the turning point was when I realized that, you know, when I share my emotion or when you, when, you know, Steve would share his emotion with me, that the goal isn't to figure out what to do and figure out how we can make it better. And I, I that was a, always a temptation. And I kind of grew up in a problem solving environment where we're going to fix this, we're going to make it better. And, and oftentimes when we're sharing sad, hurt, you know, really those really um, deeper feelings that are hard to express, they're hard to admit, they're hard to even put words to it. Um, there isn't really a fixing and there isn't really a, an end, a goal, but mm -hmm. the goal is just to be heard. Yep. And so I think once I realized, oh, okay, I don't need to be fixed. I'm not going to fix, but we're going to sit in this together and just feel it together. Mm -hmm. um, it can sound really daunting, you yeah, know, to can. someone that hasn't experienced that or didn't grow up in a household maybe that, that embraced that. Mm -hmm. And so, but actually now that, you know, I'm kind of on the other side working toward being more present, um, it's actually more simple than I had imagined it would be. And I think, you know, being curious sounds simple and it can be. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the beauty of it. It, it. it is. And I think sometimes just that question of what's that can be so over when we talk about emotional intimacy, what's that? It can be so overwhelming. Like, I, I don't know what that looks like or sounds like. And, uh, and, and each of us navigate that um, way of connecting differently. There's no blueprint. There's no, okay, this is how it has to be. It's more of a, an, an awareness that, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, this, this is what it actually looks like to connect emotionally is to be curious. Uh, and it's, and it's really about validating the other's experience, even though we might not fully understand or we might not fully get it, or it, it might not make sense to us. Uh, what, what we've highlighted, I think before is there, there is such a draw, like you just said, Lisa, to, to do something about the other's pain, which, which that's wonderful. Like that's the compassion that we have for one another. When we see and notice the other in pain or hurting, we wanted to, we, I think most of us want to do something about it, mm -hmm. but sometimes there's little, if anything we can do in the experience of, of emotion it really is about being and and that's counterintuitive i just want to highlight that to a million times you know yeah. that, that it is it's so counterintuitive it to, yeah. to be versus to do yeah let me give an example i mm. i think i mean this happened a lot several times but we did have it happen recently I, when our kids were growing up a lot of times 
um, you know, maybe something would happen and we would maybe disagree on how we were going to respond to our child and, and for whatever reason, which is so common, which is common. And, and, um, maybe an example would be, you know, Steve would be frustrated with one of the kids and I would just sort of go in and, and, and want to talk him out of it and want to explain it away. And so this happened Mm. recently. It did. Um, (laughs) do you remember? (laughs) So we were, um, having dinner with our, I guess she was a sophomore. Maybe she was a yeah sophomore in high school. Yeah. She's a senior now. Um, and I was going to be gone for the weekend. Oh, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. you yeah. and you and her were going to be home alone and for the weekend. And so you said, hey, you know, maybe we could go bowling or something like that. I and did. To Ellie. I said yeah. That to yeah, Ellie. She, yeah. Steve was getting kind of excited. Like, oh, we're going to have some time together. Let's do something. <laughs> And There's such turned- a backdrop to that story, though. I mean, <laughs> when Ellie was younger, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, that was sort of her thing. Like, bought her bowling shoes. Yeah, and they she did have really a history of bowling. So it wasn't, it wasn't just as It wasn't random. out of nowhere. <laughs> it made sense to me in the moment to ask the question or to, to offer the invite. Right. But, okay. of course, when you're in high school, yeah, everything course. changes. So, of course. Um, so he asked this question, and she kind of rolled her eyes a little bit and just said, but, Dad, what if somebody sees us? Jeez. And you know, it kind of sounds funny well, now, but at the it time, it wasn't in the moment. It was a, it was a little bit of a heartbreak. Oh, you know, Steve time. just got quiet, and I think he left the table and was crushing. started doing was, the dishes, and and who, he just who wouldn't want to go bowling with their father? <laughs> Come on! And it was just, I think it was so unexpected, and he just, it was hurt, you know, yeah. and and I jumped right in. Well, actually, after she left the table, I said, you know, honey, I mean, did you want to go bowling with your parents when you were that age? And so I kind of start trying to explain it away and just say, you know, she still loves you. It's just that, you know, this and that and whatever, however, I tried to explain it away. And then I tried to minimize. I tried to minimize it. And, you know, when we minimize sometimes in that situation, we really, we mean well. Absolutely. It was a desire to help. It's not like I'm trying to say, oh, your feelings are, are not important, but it was more of a let's let's just say, let's try to understand where she's coming from. And, and that was not working. And I, you know, we've been working on this for several years. And so I think finally it hit me that, oh yeah, this is one of those moments where you don't need anything explained. You just need to sit here for a minute and go, oh, that really hurt. Mm -hmm. And it it just, it's uncomfortable sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Because we can't necessarily do something. Yeah. I think it's it. uncomfortable for the other sure because the other is just sitting there thinking, what am I even doing? I'm just sitting here. But the one that's experiencing the feeling to have somebody sit with you and, and not try to minimize it, not trying to explain it away. Mm-hmm. And they just sit with you in it and, and yeah. which really validates your feeling because yeah. they're not saying it's wrong. They're not trying to get out of it. They're just sitting with it, which what is the ultimate validator and it's silence really, but it's just presence and it feels really good. You know, it just feels, I mean, how did you feel when I well, finally I changed my tune? <laughs> exactly what we were talking about, like known, understood, uh, validated. Uh, I think when you you settled and when you you were able to be, that's what communicates and, and offers a sense of safety, that it's okay, it's okay uh, that, that I'm here with you. And, and sure, you know, some of you listening might, you know, come on, man. Uh, so your adolescent daughter doesn't want to go bowling. Well, that that's exactly what happens in the disconnect in her marriage is when the pain, hurt, sadness, difficulty is minimized. 
and are judged uh, and are dismissed. And yeah, it's I mean, confusing. It's, it's the temptation too. It sure is. Yeah, to just oh, that's silly. Why would you even think that? Yeah, that's not big. It just it just comes right to your mind. Right. Like oh, that's so silly. We we can't understand the places that that the other feels the pain or the other feels hurt mm-hmm. in a lot of instances. And it it's kind of funny when you've been married for thirty years and you still thirty four. 34 years and you don't even, you know, sometimes relate to, wait, now why did that, why did that hurt your feelings or why did you get upset about that? Yeah. And it's really not about the why, which really does make it a lot more simple just to sit with each other and, and be present mm-hmm. in whatever emotion the other's experiencing. And without um, the temptation or like draw it a talk. Yeah. It, 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 it's hard to even, you know, explain how powerful it feels when somebody can just sit in and be with you when you're in acknowledge, wow, mm-hmm. that hurt. Mm-hmm. That must have been really hard for you to hear. Yeah. You, you know, you really love her. You really want to mm-hmm. hang out with her. And, right. and teenagers can be harsh, sure. right? <laughs> Which, what you just named again is the validation of of whatever it is that we might be experiencing even though we can't fully understand and and that's the part i think i want to highlight even in this moment more so is validation is a, such a powerful connecting uh, experience of course you feel that way uh, of course that was hard for you uh, I, or i could see how that was hard for you i I might not get it. I might not fully understand. Uh, but it's okay. Even if we don't understand, can we offer validation? So we want to highlight that, yes, there's validation. Uh, yes, there's curiosity. That those are so important in the way that we navigate emotional connection, emotional intimacy. Uh, and and we and really, of course, it's uh, counterintuitive sometimes that it might not make sense to us in the moment that actually all you need from me is is to sit and be with you for a bit in this yep that's it yeah Um, i mean i think it's a great thing for people to try you know if you're feeling like okay this is an area that i struggle in or or i i don't have a lot of experience with which is where i was at just start really small and and you know you don't even have to tell your spouse you know it could just be something you're experimenting with but just sit with them for a minute mm -hmm. instead of explaining it or making, you know, an excuse about it or minimizing it or whatever it is, even if you're doing it in a, you know, helping Mm -hmm. kind of a way, but, um, just, just try sitting with them and listening and just being there and maybe repeating it back just to try it and see how it feels and how they respond. You know, you might be surprised. Yeah. I think as we started this conversation, uh, you know, we highlighted that, that of course, this is a natural commonplace for disconnect in our marriage at times. Uh, p- part of it, I think, is not just connected to story. It's also connected to uh, sometimes we don't know how to. And that's okay. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think that's, you know, part of my work with couples is to really, like, of course it's a struggle. Of course we have difficulty. Of course that's an area that we might not always know or have a sense of how to connect emotionally. Um and yet when we do connect emotionally, when there is emotional intimacy, I think for most couples, they would say, yeah, that, that's why I said I do. Uh, and or that's what I said I do too, is to be known and to know, which again is how we ultimately define intimacy, to make known and to be known. So 
may you be curious, uh, or maybe a bit intentionally curious with one another uh, in moments where you're aware that emotion is is present, uh, either from an external experience or internal experience or something's happening, uh, that you would simply be intentionally curious in a way that cultivates and leads to the kind of connection that you hope for in your marriage. Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us at the reconnectinstitute.com. <laughs>